TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. So the Golden Toll Award was put out by Pro Football Weekly that went out of business for a while and then it became relaunched. And I clicked on <clears throat> Golden Toe Award winners and nothing comes up, so I have no idea. Hmm. For those of you inquiring minds who really wanted to know or even care. Yeah. Thank you very much, Chris. 248-539-9797. Uh, like tomorrow, we'll get into the more of the X's and O's of the game. The playoff game, of course. The Lions, Rams, Ford Field, Sunday night. By the way, Mike Tirico will be joining us tomorrow at around 8 o'clock. He'll be in Kansas City. He's doing both games. He's doing Peacock game Saturday, right? And then he's yep. doing the uh, Lions game on, on Sunday night. I don't, I don't think he'll be flying commercial. <laughs> uh, most likely, no. No. The weather in Kansas City is supposed to be very cold and possibly snowy, and it's going to be weather could be a factor in a lot of these games. Yeah, weather here is not going to be great. Obviously, it won't be a factor no. in the game, but no. uh, for him getting in might, might, might cause an issue. It's, weather in Kansas City might drop below zero during the game, and the Miami Dolphins are playing there Yeah, from South Florida. Tyreek Hill's uh, return. Yeah, I And know. then I look, Buffalo – is in the I think in the 30s dropping into the 20s, uh, but 25 to 35 mile per hour wind. I think Pittsburgh uh, is used to that, and obviously Cleveland playing in Houston, they have a dome, so yeah, no problem there. All right, two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. Let's talk to Zach and Novi. You're on ninety seven on the ticket. Zach, hello, can you hear me? Yes, can you hear me? yes. Hey, it's it's Eric actually, but uh, okay. Hey, uh, quick quick question. Um, or a quick a uh, point of order. Last time the Michigan uh, Wolverines won a national championship in basketball, the Pistons won their first NBA title. Uh, so that maybe there's a little bit of foreshadowing. Michigan wins the uh, national championship in football. Maybe maybe the Lions. I don't know. <laughs> I'm hoping. Anyway, uh, what I want to talk about was uh, Laporta, and if he is not there, didn't we go eight and two without Laporta last year with Brock Wright and Mitchell? And maybe one other guy I can't remember. Yeah, his name was T.J. Hawkinson before the trade. Um, yeah, you're right. Uh, he wasn't there for the last. He wasn't no, there no. for the last ten games, right? Right. Well, I don't remember how exactly how many, but yes, you're you're correct. That's true. That so means I'm, just, that, I'm just hoping maybe we open up the uh, the pre Laporta playbook, and uh, I'm sure I'm sure the Rams won't look at that. But uh, I mean, we went eight and two last year without without Laporta, so I'm, I'm hoping, and we had a. We have a better stable of running backs now, so I think we might be all right. I think they, they'll they be able to survive if they can run the football. Yeah. I mean, because if they run the football, the play action is set up, and 
the temperatures like we talked about is no factor. It's dome. It's home. This is Jared Goff football. It's made for Jared Goff to succeed. Now, yeah. obviously, the Rams have a pretty good defense, especially some guy named uh, Donald up front. So, you know, it's not going to be easy. Raheem Morris does a really good job as their D.C., uh, but the Lions well, but, have a great offense. They should be able to thrive even without Laporta. Yeah, and and if you are one of the top offensive lines in the NFL, and most people believe they're there, and and I'm curious because there there've been some some good play by some other offensive lines, and there's been a few breakdowns um, with the Philly offensive line in terms of you know getting after Jalen Hurts. You know the Lions might be edging towards their top three, mm-hmm. top two, top, maybe top one. Maybe if you want to be that best offensive line, or if you claim you are, right? Then it, it, line up Aaron Donald. Yeah, that's fine. Let's go. Yeah, absolutely. Honey buns, get those guys ready. <laughs> You just love saying that. Yeah, I know. I like Hank. You GFer. Tony in Detroit, you're a 97 <laughs> one to take it. How's it going? I'm doing wonderful, Tony. Oh, okay. Um, to that caller that was talking about um Bill Belichick wasn't um a good coach and it was all Tom Brady. Um, you have to all you have to do is look at the Super Bowl when they were down to Atlanta Falcons, twenty eight to three. They um going into the first half, those defensive coordinates um, and the offensive coordinators, that was the reason why they were down. That's how um, um, uh, Patricia got the head coaching job with the Lions. Um, going towards the, um, the second half, um, New England took off, and that was because Bill Belichick took over the controls of the uh, calling, the play calling, and um, New England never looked back. So to say that it was all, you know, um, uh, all uh, Tom Brady, it was more like 80-20 Bill Belichick. Uh, I don't. I won't say eighty twenty. Bill Belichick. You don't think he was calling the defenses at that time? No, I believe that he let the uh, offensive and defensive coordinators um, make the play calls, and you no. know that's the reason why they were down. No. If it had been, uh, if he, if it hadn't been different, and he had a call to play calling, I believe they would have never been down. I think Patricia was core defense coordinator by name only. I think he did some. He did some, yeah. Right. There's well, he, no question, he, he did but, some calls, but, you know, Belichick obviously knew what was going he was, on. He was the guy that was pulling the strings. Right, but as, you know, Matt Patricia, you know, he said it was the greatest defensive call in Super Bowl history, in football history, right? Yeah, well, I mean, if he was if he was calling, you know, such great defenses, when he went back, why did Bill Belichick make him the offensive coordinator? <laughs> I know. Like that made no sense to me. No, that's when you thought maybe Belichick was losing it a little bit with the the uh, thing with him and Joe Judge yeah. together. That made like no freaking sense. Belichick no. seemed like the after Brady got he he's trying to be the smartest guy in the room, almost like I don't need talent. I can use anybody. I can win with a rookie quarterback. I can have two offensive coordinators. One that used to be a defensive coordinator. I mean the whole thing. I do think he's. I mean some of the. Criticism today is a little over the top. Yes, absolutely. we know. We know Brady's the number one reason that was answered yep. post their separation. Correct. But the the critic. I mean, Bill Belichick in that game, the Atlanta comeback, it was brilliant. He he gets very gets gets mentioned very little. He kicked a field goal when they were trailing twenty eight to nine. Right. Look, his time and that made it a two score game. And I think in I don't know if many coaches would have done that right now in this era of football. It's right a great now, no. Take the points, keep yeah. the game alive, and then they got their two touchdowns and two twos, took it to OT and won. Uh, look, his tenure in Cleveland was not great. It was 36-44, and 44, but he did win in year four. He 
they did go to the playoffs. They were second in the division, and they lost to Pittsburgh in the, in the divisional game. And then the following year, when people expected them to start, you know, ascending even further, if I'm not mistaken, they got off to a good start. But then after the the move came across that they were leaving town, that's when everything just went to you-know-what. So it's not giving them a pass, but there are reasons why that team went completely down that year. Sure. Last year in Cleveland, right? No doubt about that. All right, here's the other question I have for you, John. Okay. Uh, I know you hate saying the three letters. I'm not a big fan of saying the, the, the three letters either. But would a Lions win put to bed the three letters? Well, it's already put to bed for me. Um, and I wasn't a huge believer in it. I, I know there's been a, a lot of unique things happen to the Detroit Lions over a but isn't, very great expanse of time. Isn't, okay, I'll say them. So, isn't SOL different than the curse? Because I do. I think that it's completely different. Uh, yeah, it's completely different, sure. But each team is different. Each, you know, I, Yes, the franchise is the same. And you could talk about a lot of different reasons as to why they never were, were finding success. And yes, there were some oddities that happened for the Lions. But in terms of those three letters... It's unique to the Lions, obviously, because you couldn't say SOL for anybody else. Right. Um, but when I think about when it when it was gone for me, and it started with eight and two last year, and yeah, okay, you could start talking about well the, the Seahawks and the Rams game, and you know uh, Baker Mayfield going there and and you know getting a win that kept the Lions out or getting a lot, whatever it was. That same old Lions. Yeah. Um, but. That began it. Now you win the division. They haven't won a, a home playoff game. I get that. I'm hoping I get a chance to witness it. I'll be there. And, and, and I would love to, to Monday morning, you know, play the taps for, you know, those three letters. But for everybody, it's different. That's, what's, that's what I think is very unique about that because some say it's not going to be gone until you win a Super Bowl. And do I think that's in the cards this year? No. Do I think it's in the cards in the next couple of years? I do. And I expect that to be an opportunity. I expect them to be a team that gets to an NFC championship game that wins and goes to the Super Bowl. And then when they get there, how do they handle that situation? Do they win? Um, Is it a possibility that you could be talking about multiple ones? Hey, let's get there first. Right. Because the last time they won a playoff game, everybody thought that they were going to be ascending like them and the Cowboys. For that decade, and we know what happened. There had some crazy, curse-like SOL things happen to them that they yep. couldn't control. Uh, some of them they could, but some of them they couldn't. You know, handle second, all that other stuff. So I, I think if they they win a playoff game, I think for the most part it's it's dead. However, it depends how they lose, like later. You know, if they win a playoff game, okay, SOL is dead. And then the next week, same thing happens in Dallas. Yeah, where they say there's they, they Dan Campbell tries that back and forth thing that Jim Caldwell did on a, on a helmet. You know, some crazy ass thing that only happens to the Lions. Then it would return. But other than that, to me, winning a playoff game for the first time in thirty years—that's not the same old Lions. Can you have a pl- uh, a regular season three-letter word? Can you have a postseason? Three-letter words like the regular season, maybe that's gone, but the postseason is still there. Because you have a chance this year. Okay, you could say if you lose to Stafford, that's 
a three-letter word. If you beat Stafford, but then you lose to Dallas, and Dallas a very similar way, there's been a number of of interesting ways to do that there. It's still there, but if you beat the the, the Cowboys, is it is it gone in the playoffs? Because then then you get to a point where you're past where most people, almost everybody expected you to be. Correct. You are exactly where you were in January of 1992 playing for the NFC Championship, playing for your chance to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And that's a long freaking time. And that's why, like, the, it's the future decisions that are going to impact it because they – they be SOL just went away for one year that year. Yeah, you know the curse and everything. Mm-hmm. You're picking. We're picking the one time out of since 1957. I know. So I think it needs to be multiple regular seasons. Yeah. I also think what they decide to do with golf is going to have a heavy impact on this. It's a tough decision. Yeah, no, it's a very tough decision. And I mean, there's there's a lot of different ways it could go, uh, but you got to find a way to make it go right. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. Edward, what's up? Good morning, guys. You mentioned Stafford uh, a few moments ago. I have to admit that this topic about the Stafford jerseys is very disappointing to me. Uh, you could make an argument that Detroit Lions fans have not only been the most loyal, but they've been the most fervent as they've traveled the country, uh, you know, rooting for the team, taking over stadiums. I don't recall a single negative. Story. I don't recall a single moment where, you know, the Detroit Lions fans have mentioned they weren't welcome, especially when they were cheering their team, beating the other teams, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, guys on the field. And so here we are now that this same fan base might, that some of them might choose to wear a Stafford jersey in this crazy moment, this this crazy linking of time, and the Detroit Lions would frown on that, that now we're hearing that bar owners are saying, don't wear your Stafford jersey. Stafford arguably may have given more to the Lions other than Barry in the last, I don't know, 30 years. Right. And if people want to recognize him, so what? Go out there and win the football game, have golf put his stamp on this team and erase the Stafford memory and move forward. To try to police people's jerseys is ridiculous. Well, it's just an individual business that's doing it for PR. Uh, but the, the bottom line here, uh, Edward, is – I think there are very few, a minuscule amount of Lion fans who are going to wear Lion Stafford jerseys on Sunday in Ford. Yeah, I, I, I believe so, too. Yeah. I think that I don't even know what I think in some cases. I mean, just for me, it's, I wonder what golf feels about this. It's like, why do the Lions feel like, are they protecting me? Do they think that I can't handle? Well, the, the Lions aren't. The Lions aren't doing it. The no, Lions have the nothing, Lions to, do have with nothing this. to do with it. No, yes. this is... Some people have a real problem. With wearing the opponent, uh, the quarterback's name, right, for the opponent, even though it's a Lions jersey, right. I mean, I, I'm telling you what, right now, there are people, there's some people out there. They've got a Stafford jersey, and that's the only Lions shirt they have, and they're going yes. to the game. I don't think they should wear it. Neither do wear, I. Wear blue, exactly yeah, for one game, I, right, or cover yeah. it up. Exactly. Well, I think the tape is a great option, actually. Yeah, yeah. Put the tape over the name and put JMO. Ninety-seven won the ticket. Hey, when it comes to managing your finances, you need a bank that gets you and is genuinely interested in your success. That's why I bank with First Merchants Bank. Whether it's your business banking or day-to-day personal banking, First Merchants Bank is 100% interested in helping you prosper. First Merchants Bankers are attentive. They took the time to get to know me, ask me questions, and work with me to build a plan that fits my situation. They'll do the same for you, and when you make the switch to First Merchants Bank, you're also going to get access to their highly rated mobile banking app with innovative 
personal finance tools. Plus, they're deeply connected to the community's needs, and they know exactly what it needs because it's their community as well. They volunteer and donate on a regular basis to local causes to ensure that we all continue to prosper. This is the difference in 100% interest in you. For a better banking experience, visit firstmerchants.com. That's firstmerchants.com. First Merchants Bank, helping you prosper. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. 248-539-9797. Uh, we were talking about the uh, the Jersey deal with Stafford and, you know, the bar, you know, not letting people wear Stafford Lions jerseys. If you have an old... Uh, Lion Stafford uh, jersey, by, by the way. Here's what you can do. Uh, Jeff Glover, the realtor, having an event at uh, Twin Peaks in Livonia from oh. 10 to 2 tomorrow. Here's what you do. You bring your Stafford jersey, and you can exchange it for another Detroit jersey, either 9, 14, or 97. Okay. That's from 10 to 2. Wow. So, so a Detroit jersey, either 9, 14, or 97, or a your old Matthew Stafford Detroit jersey. That's pretty awesome. All right, first at first thousand people that are there. Okay. Okay. So amazing. Check that out. Yeah, got an opportunity there. Absolutely. It's amazing the, the how this jersey thing has turned oh, into such a bit. I know. Oh, it's it's, it's 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 great PR. That's for damn sure. All right, John. I want to ask you and you too, Gov Greg too, real quick. Call your shot. All right. Where is Bill Belichick coaching? Next season, just you know, before you know, there, there obviously could be other openings uh, next year. But as of now, you got the Chargers, you got the Raiders. Who, by the way, uh, one of their co-owners, uh, minority owner, is Tom Brady. <laughs> He's gonna hire his old, gonna work with old Tom. coach. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so we got the Chargers. Mm-hmm. We've got the Raiders. See, I don't think I think the Raiders stick with uh, Antonio Pierce. So do I. Um, we have Carolina. Mm-hmm. I can't see that at all. Um, we've got who else do we got here? Atlanta, Atlanta, Tennessee. Do they go? They go. Uh, no, they're not going to Patriot fire. Way to Patriot Way. No, they're not. not going to go after they, they disrespected his guy. I wouldn't think, but you never know. Um, I honestly see. I think it depends on where Vrabel goes. So the question would be: Would you rather have Belichick? Or Vrabel. Because the the best landing spot for both of them, I would think, if they're coveted, which we believe at least Vrabel will mm-hmm. be coveted, right? Um, he's going to want to go where they have a, an established quarterback, mm-hmm. and and the best one is 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 in L.A. Correct. So I think if Vrabel goes there, then maybe maybe there's another one that's not open yet, right? Okay. That becomes a landing spot for Belichick. Um, mine is Atlanta, because I think Arthur Blank is at the point right now in his life where he really wants to win a Super Bowl and will do anything to get one and might think that he's the guy. Look, they, their quarterback situation is not very good, as we know. They do have the eighth pick in the draft. They might be able to either, A, move up or get somebody there. And it depends, like you mentioned, if you hire Josh McDaniels to be your OC. They do have Bijan. They do have, you know, Kyle Pitts unutilized by Arthur Smith. Mm-hmm. That would be – that's where I think he would end up. As my is th- there any dynamic there because of 28-3? to three? Oh, man, that would be unbelievable. No, no, that, that he's the one that – He's the team him, that yeah. did it Right, to yeah, him, I know. know. That's what I mean. I mean, 
And my dark horse is somebody. Can't beat them, join them. I yeah. guess that's what the Falcons. <laughs> and my dark horse is a team that still has a coach right now. It's playing this weekend, and that's Philadelphia. If they get rid of Sirianni. See, I think. Lori is a Boston guy. Yeah. I think I'm trying to connect some dots. and t- I do think timing plays into this. And the one thing I thought after yesterday's this news, that Carol, Saban, right. Belichick, all this in the last 24 hours, is that I think. Seattle's going to push hard to go after Vrabel. I think the timing of this Pete Carroll thing, once Vrabel became available, is very interesting. And he, man, he he would really fit them well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, so would Dan Quinn because yeah. he was their D.C. I, I, there. I would know. be shocked if Quinn or Vrabel is not the next Seahawks. In Seattle, yeah, in Seattle. I would, too. Um, and then, obviously, that opens up, you know, the Chargers. Um, because and I think the Chargers. I don't. I don't know that 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 Dan Quinn would be in the running for Chargers because they want to go probably offensive head coach. Um, you know, coming off of of Brennan Staley. Right. So I, the Chargers, to me, if they're going to go, not spend the huge amount of money, is Ben Johnson. But yeah, I I, I I've said that before. Um, you know, when until Vrabel become became available, right. Vrabel that would be the defensive guy that I think. The Chargers would say, you know what? If if we're gonna go defensive guy, let's go Vrabel because he was, he was able to win and hire well at Tennessee. Not obviously the last two years, but um, you know some of that's him, some of it's not him. I just wow, Vrabel. it's it's gonna be. Interesting. I think that's there's a, there's a couple of dominoes that have to fall before like who's gonna be the first one to make the hire, right? Well, and they have to wait. We have to wait a few weeks. Yeah, we got to wait three before we can yes. even have interviews. So, and- like, like Vrabel in Atlanta. I mean, the way he obviously had Derek Henry as his bell cow. Whether Bijan's obviously not that type of runner, but it kind of fits to have that you know that really good running so game. Here's the one thing that another variable that's out there is we've heard rumor that Mike Tomlin might want to step down in Pittsburgh. That might be the perfect place for Vrabel. Yeah. Absolutely. They're talking about a guy that would fit to a T. They're what they would be looking for in a coach. He played there, had success there as a player, and then comes in and, I mean, that would be, I think, very enticing to Vrabel thinking I could, you know, this could be the place I would be for the next 20 years. Is there any chance, I think it's slim, but I'll ask the question to you, that after they fired, what, their offensive coordinator and their quarterback coach yesterday – that they get rid of Eberflus in Chicago, depending on what the organization wants to do with Justin Fields, and you know, no, I don't think you're going to fire coordinators and then fire your coach. I you're, wouldn't think so either. But then again, Belichick becomes available. <clears throat> that city is b- built on defense. That team historically, yeah, I don't see that being a fit at all. Chicago, no, probably not. I just. No, I mean, if they were going to make that move as their head coach, now, okay, yes, other guys become available, and you're thinking, all right, well, this is who we want to go after. I agree with you. I don't think they're fired Eberflus. No. But, I mean, so we thought, you know, possibly 10 jobs opening up. Right now there's eight. All right. Depending on how things go in the playoff, you're talking about the possibility of Philly, mm-hmm. talking about the possibility of Dallas. Possible. You're also talking about, and I don't think they fire Tomlin, but if Tomlin says, I'm done, I've just had enough, he pulls a Bill Cower and walks away, you could be looking at 11 jobs. Wow. It's insane. It's unbelievable. What's going to happen in Carolina? I mean, has it sunk in yet? They don't pick until pick 33. 
because mm. of that trade last year. No. Did they, they let their GM go? Yes. Didn't they? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I, I'll throw this off. We talked off the air about this. Is is David Tepper kind of been sitting there on the sidelines while all this and been working back channels? And uh, is that where Belichick goes? Maybe. Does he, do, does he just completely break the bank and set, hands it over to him and knows that at least maybe Belichick can turn the franchise around? Somewhat, because he can. It would be enticing to Belichick because he would have full control, like he did in New England, um, in terms of general manager and coaching duties. They also asked. They also permission. have another Alabama quarterback. Yeah, they also asked for permission to talk to Mike Disner to be run their, you know, be like the president of the team or the Lions. So, what about Belichick there as head coach operations, and uh, he can get Saban as his DC. They <laughs> unite. It'd be cool, but. Yeah. Mm. Well, you wanted Belichick. You once hinted at the I wanted Belichick, Belichick to go. Yeah, because the- I thought it would be fun because Alabama had something, obviously has had something right. rolling, and that would be fun for Belichick if he stepped away. Now, if you're talking about these, both of these guys going to a absolute dumpster fire train wreck trying to rebuild it, I don't know. Maybe they'd want to do that. Maybe it sounds fun to them. It sounds miserable to me. I know. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven, open lines here. You know you want to talk uh, Saban. What's Alabama going to do? Seattle, Pete Carroll. We never got into um, where does Pete Carroll rank in the pantheon of coaches? I mean, because look, he did win a Super Bowl and he won a national championship in college too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people don't realize, I think, even before Seattle. He had he was the Jets. He was six and ten. But with the Patriots, he wasn't bad. They were twenty seven and twenty one. Right. He was not a bad NFL coach before. Goes to USC. Goes ninety seven and nineteen. Wins a Natty. He has three Heisman Trophy winners. No losing seasons. Now, he did leave in a specter of you know the Reggie Bush situation. Oh, I didn't know anything about yeah bull crap. I, I think you left because you knew what was coming. 
But on the field, what he did in Seattle, he was a, he's a great coach. A yeah. great coach. One of four, because I thought I saw one of three this morning, but one of four to win a college football national championship and an NFL championship. Maybe it was just one of three that won a Super Bowl because the others are Switzer, Switzer, Barry Switzer, Jimmy Johnson, mm-hmm. and Paul Brown. So would Paul Brown have won that when it was a world championship, not a Super Bowl? Yeah, so it would yes. have been pre-Super Bowl era. So one of three to win a college football national championship. Correct. And the Super Bowl. Jimmy right. Johnson and Barry Switzer were the other two. Yes. That's 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 about, about as unique and, and as small a club as you can get. Pretty pretty small. Yeah. And uh, I know everybody's wondering if Jim Harbaugh wants to try to add his name to the list. Yeah. We'll see what happens there. 248 <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Let's go to uh, Tim in Sterling Heights here, 97 on the ticket. Uh, morning, guys. Uh, I wanted to give you my opinion on SL, but before I do that real quick, John, I graduated Michigan State, but I want to congratulate you on your natty. Well done. Thank you, Tim. And uh, and Mike, I was born in uh, November of 58. The Lions won the last championship in 57. It's been a long haul, and I got you by a month. Yeah, as you do. Hey. So, anyway, so, like me. What do your grandkids call you? No. <laughs> Old. <laughs> I, they, I told them they couldn't call me old until I was 65. I looked on the internet, and now that I'm 65, there was a lot of delight to call me old. If, uh, <laughs> I haven't gotten over that yet. Um, but anyway, um, I'm over the SOL. You know, with Chris Spielman, I feel like he started the ball rolling, and then Holmes and, and Campbell. It feels like SOL is done. This is just a whole different culture. But I'm now on the same old NFL. I mean, the, what they did in the Dallas, and then you remember, you know, the pick up the flag. Yeah. You know, it's like, it, tell the Lions, don't get screwed by the NFL in a big game. I'm not over that. And, and that sort of, I don't want to say haunts me, but it really irritates the you-know-what out of me. Well, they've had games where they've lost in the playoffs where they didn't get screwed. They just lost. <laughs> yes, but they've had a chance to advance, and – well, let's face it. We, we'd be a two seed and have a better matchup, maybe. Uh, you know, but and potential other home games. So it's affecting our potential this this year. There's no doubt. There's you know? no doubt about that. But you know what? And, and so I'm the same NFL. I mean, you can go through all the different completion of the pass or whatever. All the different. You know the narrative. You've I heard know. it over yes, and over. It's, the, it's, it's, it's part of the curse. But there are other yeah. teams that have gone through. I don't know as many. We don't follow them as closely. You know, weird things have happened to them. Like sure. the Saints, but they like won a Super Bowl. I mean, they are the victim of one of the worst postseason calls of all time. Yeah, the pass interference. Yeah. I mean, my thing is, I just don't. Is something coming that we just could never even imagine? You know, it's like they won't know until it happens. They're, you know, St. Brown's catches a, you know. A, a slant that's going to bust it up the seam and he runs into the umpire and then loses the ball. And it's incidental contact. If that happens. See? At least it won't be Brad Allen. But this is the thing with the, the you know, some of the biggest curses. Oh, did they are, say he's not getting a postseason game? We think, but we're not. Yeah. But I know he's well, not he this week. he gets called in because a, a ref got sick. <laughs> <laughs> I see. My mind is warped because of what's happening. It's PTSD. Look, I, 
we totally understand. Yeah. We I just don't know what's on the horizon yet because we haven't been in that spot. Right. You know, we've you saw you know the the Justin Tucker kick that was obviously regular season. It somewhat we've feels seen. like in other cities now. Obviously, we're not listening to radio or doing radio in other cities, but in other cities, it's how can we win? And it feels like some of the fan base is how will we lose? Right. You know, for the Lions. Yeah. Not everybody. We're just waiting for the you know. The cliche, the you know, Lucy to pull the ball from Charlie Brown. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's what we're waiting for. And and when the game gets tight, whether you're at home or you're at Ford Field, the pucker factor will be amazing. I'm, oh, it's unbelievable! <laughs> it, it, it will. It will. If they have the lead, you know, Lions have the lead by four points. Let's say, with you know, <laughs> like. 225 left. The Rams with one timeout and the two-minute warning. Stafford gets the ball at their own 30. You know the place is going to be loud, so they'll be puckering while screaming their head off to try to, you know, in, influence the game. Sounds uncomfortable. Yeah. And it's going to be, oh, pucker city, man. <laughs> You're just waiting for the – it is. That's horrible. What's the ultimate scenario? What's the ultimate scenario? Maybe this is a the tease for tomorrow. The yeah. ultimate scenario of what happens at the end of the Lions' first home playoff game in 30 years. Wow. 6 to 10, Friday. <laughs> that could take us the whole time. Well, I just gave the example. the Running into the incidental contact with the, an official, you fumble the ball, the other team picks it up. Scoop and score. Mm. In OT. I'm going to have to put some thought <laughs> to that because it, we, we're going to have to get creative. Because it has to be something that's never happened before. Can't just sit there and say they win by two. No. Or, or two scores. No. Can't, it will never be that easy. Can't, could it possibly be that easy? Where the Lions just come out, they're at home, you have a healthy offensive line. Jared Goff is the good Goff. I heard a caller yesterday for uh, you know Doug and Gator where it was a hey, – there, there's two golfs. There's the good golf and the bad golf. He just wants the good golf. We all want the good golf. Yes. But the good golf shows up. You got the offensive line that dominates, that holds Aaron Donald sackless, hitless on golf. And then Laporta plays. The offense is operating at, at, at high efficiency. Aiden Hutchinson puts a couple of hits, and maybe it's James Houston comes, and then in his return, he gets a couple of hits, maybe a couple of sacks on on uh, uh, Matthew Stafford. He throws two picks, and the Lions win comfortably. Never tra- trail in the game. That would be a blank dream for Lions fans. <laughs> Moist. <laughs> <laughs> How about this one? The Lions are up four, and there's like 25 seconds to the left. And, you know, the Stafford, Stafford's like, we got to make a play. And uh, Cam Sutton's on Cooper Cup, and pretty good coverage. He stumbles. Well, C.J. Gardner-Johnson's coming over, and he hits Cup right when the ball gets there. And the ball pops up in the air. Cup doesn't go down, but, but C.J. does. His helmet goes flying off, so you can see his blue hair, and Cup – Go sprinting into the end zone. That would fit the equation. That would fit the mold. Yeah. There, there's no doubt about it. It, it. That could happen. Sure. <laughs> it could. Would that stun you? If Jeff Rieger's listening right now, it's like this is uh, oh, he's, a moist he, uh, Yeah, yeah, he's, he's yeah. <laughs> 
go to uh, where's John. The, where's the towel? Let's go from. Let's go to John from Shelby, not former Tiger John Shelby. What's up, John? Yo, um, so I, I was telling the screener, right? I, I think a lot of people, for some reason, are being very, you know, pessimistic. And, I, and I'm something more optimistic in, in a reality sense, too, when I say that. So if we could script this at the beginning of the season, right, really took a piece of paper, and you're thinking, man, like, 0-16 team, player from that team, leads them as the coach to win the Super Bowl, right? I mean, how, how awesome would that be? And then, and then on top of that, you know, former, you know, Stafford comes back to Detroit, and we, you know, as uh, Ace Ventura says, you know, exercise demons, right? He, we, beat, we beat Stafford at home, right? And then we get screwed on the number two seed by Dallas, go back to Dallas, whoop them because they're irritated, beat them, beat San Francisco, and then win the Super Bowl, right? I mean, this is, um, I'm not saying this is probable, but this is a very real reality that this could happen. And maybe, you know, maybe God wants us to win. Maybe he feels for us and has empathy for the years and years of threat, you know? Well, you know, listen to the afternoon show because the hatchet man, David, is a very religious man. You know, maybe he'll do some prayers to make it a religious experience. Uh, If God loves the Detroit Lions, all I have to say is where the hell have you been for the last (laughs) 50-some years? Say, hey, wait, there's this team in Detroit. Uh I I haven't haven't been good to them. God's also about redemption stories. That's true. Up north, Jesus. Exactly. That would be the definition. You got it. 97 won the ticket. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. 539 The coach's poll was released, by the way, so no surprise, Michigan unanimous number one. I think that makes a difference because they won the national championship. And Washington was two. But I was, it is curious. There were four coaches who did not vote Washington number two. Uh, would you like to guess who those coaches are, John? Four coaches yeah. that didn't vote Washington number two. Right. Um, Three of them voted Georgia number two. And there's another one who I'll mention later voted Alabama number two. Uh, Brian Kelly. No. Uh, but you're kind of close. Um, the three coaches who voted Georgia number two were Billy Napier from Florida. Okay. Stan Drayton at Temple. Marcus Freeman at Notre Dame. They oh. all voted for um, Georgia number two. The one coach who voted Alabama number two, Butch Jones of Arkansas State, huh. who is part of the Nick Saban coaching tree, by the way. That tree is unbelievable. I looked at that, and it's oh, yeah. amazing. Both, obviously, in the NFL, but particularly in college football. Yeah. I mean, you got just have you know, Kiffin and Dayball and Sarkeesian. It goes on and on and on. It's amazing. And uh, the fact that he retired yesterday is incredible to me and uh, shocking. I mean, yeah. he is age 70, but, and you know, you kind of got the idea that he was getting a little frustrated with the way college football is going, which I think most people are getting frustrated with who've been around in the, for a long time. Yeah. You know, people like Harbaugh wants more player empowerment, which is good. But when it got to a point 
where there are some schools that are out basically begging for NIL money from boosters and things like that. That's where you have to sit there and say, what the hell's going on here? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, yeah, there's, there, there's so much, God, there's so much going on right now. You know, when you think about, you know, NIL transfer boosters and, and, and the way it's going to change might even change before next year. Right. And, and, and of coverage expansion. Yeah. That's going to change before next year, but yeah. it, it's, it's going to be wild to see the, the domino effect of who gets the Alabama job versus who leaves where, if it's Kirby smart, then who goes to Georgia? If it's Dabo, who goes to Clemson? If it's Dan Lanning, who goes to Oregon? Or if, if, you know, Kirby goes to Alabama, which I don't think will happen. But if he does go to Alabama, does Dan Lanning go back to Georgia? Then who goes to Oregon? Where do they come from? Who right. goes there? It's going to be nuts. Because you're talking about the major programs. And so we, not only are we going to have a shift in conference expansion and, and where teams are playing, we're going to have a major shift in where coaches are coaching. And, and of course, and we, and we already talked about the, uh, the NFL. And by the way, um, for those of you who are – Waiting with um, bated breath to see what the NCAA does with, with Michigan. I don't know if it means anything, but the uh, NCAA president, Charles Baker, basically said that uh, Michigan earned their national championship fair and square and that his organization's unusual decision to share info about cheating allegations during the season should help to eliminate doubts about the legitimacy of the Wolverines title run. So basically what they're saying is, yep, yeah, they might have cheated before. But when they play legitimate teams, uh, they kick their butt. And because of we got that out information out, helped save an embarrassing situation. They're basically giving themselves a high five to a certain extent, aren't they? Yeah. Which it's, is weird, but, you know. Yeah. But the, yeah. <laughs> but the whole thing is weird. The whole thing it? is, yeah. Everything is weird right now. I know. Uh, let's uh, go to uh, Joe. You're on 97 on the ticket. What's up, Joe? Hey, guys. Great show. Um, the ultimate pucker and the worst way for them to lose, I think, is like two seconds left, Stafford gets a snap at the 50, driving, and he throws a Hail Mary. It's tipped off of a receiver's hands, and they catch it in the end zone to end the game. So, I mean, that's horrible to think about, but that could happen, right? Because you know he's going to get a, It's going to come down to the last play. I know it is. I know. I hate thinking about it. Is there, is there any chance it does it? Is there any chance the Lions just go out there and control the game? You know, I don't think so. I think with the, the coach that the Rams have and Stafford's got a chip too, it's not just uh, golf. I think it's going to be a hard-fought game and it's going to come down to the last possession. Can what I, type of chip does Stafford have? Well, I just think, yeah, he, he left on his own accord, but there's been a lot of press about him in Detroit, good or bad. He has a lot to prove, too, right? He well, wants to come back here and win. No, he, well, he wants to win a playoff Bowl. game. He won a Super Bowl. I think all the press has been good. Let me ask you this quick question, Joe, and we'll get into more of this tomorrow. Would you rather them lose in the fashion that, you, if they would lose, lose in the fashion that you described or just get the doors blown off? Like 38-10. I would definitely want it to be the last play of the game, but that would hurt. I think it would hurt more, but I would prefer that. Yeah, Yeah, you want to be in the game. You don't want to act like – you don't want it to be like you don't belong. I know. But but he's right. There's a hurt factor. I do think there's a chance the Lions could uh, control this game. Not blow them out, maybe. Maybe They could. Anything can always happen. But Mm -hmm. to where this thing's not really in doubt. Yeah. I do. And because, you know – 
this environment is we just don't know what we're quite in store for. None of us. We know it's going to be loud and stuff, but this could be this could be rough on the Rams. Yes, it should be. And you know, it's Dan Campbell's first game coaching in, in the playoffs. It's going to be very interesting. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.